Good morning, Tappers. Good morning, Tappers. That was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Megan, I must say your hair, like, I don't know if you woke up like that, but it's like, it looks like you use, like, the Dyson Airwrap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, someone said that to me yesterday. I haven't showered yet. I haven't washed my hair yet. Someone's like, oh my god, I love your haircut. I'm like, I didn't get a haircut. Like, what am I doing to my hair? What happened to it? I don't know. Like, it looks good. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're like, dare I, I say? <laughs> well, I know. We all have those days where, like, our hair looks like a rat's nest, but, like, I don't know. Like, it's giving today. Like, it's got a little curl, like, a little bounce to it. Ooh. I, no, I know what it is. It's the curtain bangs. Those the little bouncy numbers right there. Yeah, well, they've grown, so maybe they've just, like, grown to, like, a, a good a good yeah. location. I don't know. It looks so good today. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. Like, just wake up like that every day. Mm, if only. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Crime on Tap. Now, if you're new here around Crime on Tap, which, you know, a lot of you are, um, welcome. But around the holiday season, we like to get a little relaxed on the whole crime genre. And we like to little have a little fun with it and learn, learn something new um, about the different holidays other than Christmas around here. So... Today's special, we have a little Hanukkah quiz. So if we got any of the, any Jewish lads out there. Or ladies. Or ladies. We're, we're going to be doing some Hanukkah things today. It is the day one of Hanukkah, Megan. Did you know that? Yeah, because I told you. Um, well, our, if you guys don't know, our presenting sponsor here on Karma Tap is Manscaped. Uh, we love them. We cherish them. And, you know, we especially love their crop preserver, Megan. Because for you, you love to use it on your partner. Um, do you know he's nice and fresh smelling down there while myself, I like to use it on myself. So what are you loving from Manscaped these days, Megan? So there's the, the, the crop preserver, but there's also the crop reviver, which is the spray, <gasps> yeah, the ball spritz. toner. Mm-hmm. And, um, last night Nick was just squirting that around. He's like, mm, this is good. Mm. And he was just like squirting it around. Like it's not air freshener, but it smells so good. It might as well. No, be. no it's the perfect, like. It's just like a fresh spring man scent. You know when your man just like gets fresh out of the shower and it's like that wafting like steam of like body wash and like good smelling man. Like that's what the scent is. Like in the Mm -hmm. lotion, the crop preserver, the ball toner, in the mist. Like it literally is all the same scent and it just smells like the most fresh man ever. Like you just want to go down right that minute. Well, it's like (laughs) your man smells attractive when he smells good. Exactly. And I mean, good for Nick. He's spraying this around the house. He's getting like your, what's it called? No hormones. Oh my God. He's getting your pheromones going. He's spraying this on the couches, on the pillows. He's spraying it on everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's getting me attuned to his man scent. Yes. (laughs) It's not only for your body, but it's a nice little linen mist. Yes. So please use our, please, I'm begging you, use our (laughs) (laughs) promo code COP20 on manscaped.com to get 20% off your order and free shipping. We are begging because we are on a time crunch with this promo code. So if you guys can actually use it, um, it would be very helpful for us. Yeah. Like as soon as possible, actually. Like today. So get your orders in, guys. I don't know if you're going to be able to get it if you order today for Christmas, but you know, you know, maybe a late Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or someone has like a you know some people are born around Chris like after Christmas or like right. early January like you know 
birthday mm-hmm. present for people as well. And it's just Hanukkah a good present. Gift. Hanukkah like, present. Like it's just a good everyday routine. Not only just for Christmas, but like you know, just to have it in your repertoire. You know, when you get out of the shower, put a little crop preserver on. You know, it's just your daily routine. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good advice. So thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring us. And I think it's time we get into the pour before the quiz. Oh, oh my God. Okay, so for me today, Megan, I am drinking my Wasso. Wasso? I'm sorry? <laughs> You're who? My Wasso. I think that's what it's called. Well, what what does it taste like? What's the what color it's... is it? Like what you're giving me nothing <laughs> here. <laughs> but it's like a sp- Spiked, or not spiked, it's like um, a warmed up, nice, hot, warm, like spiced cider, like cranberry juice mixture. It's called bustle or something. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm drinking. It's like a traditional, like, I think beverage. Like, I literally don't know anything. But it's like a fruit cocktail mix. You put like fruit slices in it. It's like a jungle juice, but hot without the alcohol. <laughs> so it's nothing like jungle juice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like um, it's like a hot apple cider, like that, but like not apple cider. Okay. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Um, today I'm drinking my usual Colombian, made by my love. He makes it in the morning for me. Well, he makes it for himself, and I just and for me, but you know. Who are those kitties? I got this for my birthday from my little brother last year. Oh my god. I love that mug for you. You know, I love receiving and gifting mugs. So, you know how much I love mugs. I mean, none of them really look like my cats. Maybe the the like white puffy one looks like Layla a little yeah. bit, but she doesn't look as mean as this one. Wait, is this your little brother? Your little brother brother? Yeah, like my DNA one. Like, Which one's that? Not Dylan, because we're not, because he's step right. adopted. He's adopted stepped. That's okay. I forgot his name. So it wasn't from who's your real one? Um, Harrison. My remember my dad married a much younger woman, and they had a child together. And he is he just turned five. I guess I never put two and two together. That they were two different people. The five year old bought you a mug. Well, I mean, obviously they bought it, but it was like oh, he was like oh, oh. It's from me, you know. Yeah, it might might as well have been from Santa at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly, for me, like, I don't even really know anything about different cultures. So, like, I'm pretty ignorant to everything. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) My ignorance is coming from a place of love. So how about we get into today's quizzes, (laughs) Megan? And why don't we just educate ourselves a little bit here? Yes. Okay. So this is testing our knowledge about Hanukkah. So mm-hmm. what does the word Hanukkah mean? A, candles. B, Wait, triumph. Says, no, you said it wrong. What's the tra- it, it says Chanaka. Okay, so Hanukkah can be spelled with an H or a CH. <laughs> oh, God, we're starting off bad here. <laughs> so they're both. So it is Hanukkah. I have never seen that in my entire life. I'm sorry, but I feel like. <laughs> Maybe because in elementary school, one of my teachers was a Jewish woman. So she like made sure she's like, you learn, you guys know all about Christmas. Like, let me teach you about Hanukkah. So I do know like some very rudimentary stuff, mm-hmm. but also what are they teaching at Saranac? Because <laughs> you, you've never even seen it before. <laughs> I have never seen it spelt that way. And I really had a hard time spelling Hanukkah to the point that my phone couldn't even fix it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it didn't even know what I was trying to spell. Like, I had no idea I had two Ks. So... <laughs> well, I feel like sometimes the phone is just tr- is just like being a little bitch about it because like I do that mm-hmm. with other words. I'm like, you know what I fucking mean. <laughs> you like you're know just what being I'm obstinate. <laughs> obstinate or abstinent? Obstinate. What does that mean? Like, like stubborn. Oh, okay. <laughs> we do all sorts of education up in here. <laughs> okay, let's do number one. I really need to learn here because like I have no idea what's going on. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. What does the word Hanukkah mean? A, candles. B, triumph. C, dedication. D, potato pancake. Okay, well, I don't think it's potato pancake. Okay, good. Okay. (laughs) I'm going with triumph. That sounds like something I would celebrate, like a triumph victory of some sort. I don't know. I'm trying to remember the story, but I feel like... Part the candle part was like they only had enough for like a certain amount of days to survive, but then like oh that's so sad because of God they were able to like last all one two okay. three four five six like all eight days or or something. So I think it's triumph. Too. Well, that gives you the answer when you click on it. Did you already click? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, read the answer, we're wrong. <laughs> okay, so it's C, dedication. Hanukkah celebrates the heroic efforts of the Maccabees, their military successes, and their rekindling of the lights of the menorah. After their triumph, see, okay, we weren't crazy. Mm-hmm. The Jews went to the holy temple, which was filled with idols and in shambles, and reestablished the lightning of the menorah. As such, the holiday of Hanukkah is not so much a dedication as a rededication. Hanukkah signals us to rededicate ourselves to our core values. It encourages us to examine and recognize what we stand for. What does our philosophy and lifestyle more closely resemble? The Greeks or the Jews? Take some time this Hanukkah to introspect. Interesting. So triumph was in there. Yeah, but I guess it wasn't like the main thing, I guess. Okay. Well, that's unfair, but I guess we'll continue. The best place to light the menorah is outside your front porch. Oh, outside your front door, in your front window, on your living room table, or on your rooftop. I feel like it's either B or C. Like, that's where I've, like, seen it in movies and stuff. Yeah. I, it's not outside your front door. On, no, because then no. the wind will blow them out. It's front window. I'm okay, going if you're saying B. front window, I'm going to go on living room table. Oh, my God. We're fools. What? Oh my God, I've the never answer, seen this. The answer is outside your front door. To best publicize the miracle, the menorah is ideally lit outside the doorway of your house on the left side when entering. The mezuzah is on the right side. In this way, you are surrounded by mitzvot. In Israel, many people light outside in special glass boxes built for a menorah. Oh, see, that makes sense. If this is not practical, the menorah should be lit in a window facing the public thoroughfare. Someone who lives on the upper floor should light in a window. If for some reason the menorah cannot be lit by a window, it may be lit inside the house on a table. This at least fulfills the mitzvah of publicizing the miracle for the members of the household. Okay, okay. so kind of all of them but rooftop were right. But it's it's like it's that freaking trick that they do in the SATs is like which best fits. That's what I'm realizing. Like <laughs> these questions are impossible because like we are somewhat right. And they're like, you're kind of right, but like it doesn't best fit. Yeah. Hmm. Because we have, like, very basic knowledge, but not, like, enough. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the mitzvah. Like, I've never heard the mitzvah. But, okay, so walking around my apartment buildings, some of the doorways have little things on them. And from my understanding, 
that's a Jewish thing. And you're supposed to like bless every doorway or something. That's what Patchy told me. But like, I'm like, I don't know. But like some of them have little things on them. I'll send you a picture on the doorways. Hmm. Yeah, I've never seen that before. But I walk around here. I'm like, oh, okay, number three. Okay. <laughs> Who is the Greek Syrian leader that took harsh steps to, de- to destroy Judaism? A, Alexander the Great. B, Antiochus Epiphanes. Oh, Julius Caesar or D okay. Judah Maccabee. I think Judah Maccabee was the good guy, so I don't think that's him. I uh, I mean I have no fucking clue. I mean we we were both stumped on number two. We thought we were right and um, we were proved otherwise. I feel like number three is more like a history question, like who was reigning at that time. I don't think it was Julius Caesar. I'm going with Epiphany because <laughs> it sounds like Epiphany. Okay, Epi- yeah. Epiphanes? I don't know. Yeah, let's do B. <gasps> oh my god, yeah! So it's the um, Antichrist Epiphanes. After the death of Alexander the Great, the <laughs> lands of the Middle East were divided amongst different rulers. In the north, Syria was ruled by the, the anti-Epiphanes guy, who eventually took over the rule of Israel. Antichrist added the title of Epiphanes to his name because it meant God made manifest. In other words, he just didn't think he was God's gift to man. He thought he was God himself. That's where I have a problem. The Greeks wanted the Jews to assimilate into Greek culture. When the Jews refused to change their ways, this man embarked on a journey to eradicate the spirit of the Jews, outlawing circumcision, Shabbat, and the Torah study. It was then that the Maccabees rose up in protest. Interesting. I mean, we were right, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, on Friday afternoon, the menorah should sail it for at least, man, I'm getting a menorah question left and right. 18 minutes, 30 minutes, 48 minutes, 72 minutes. I know the reason is like the, like a part of like the tale of like Hanukkah, like, cause it was like, it burned for this amount of time or whatever. Yeah. Do you know it? But I don't know what it is though, but I know that um, there's a reason behind it. <laughs> the menorah should stay lit for at least, well, how long does a damn candle last? Um, and this is on Friday afternoon. Yeah, so I'm going to say 48 minutes. I'm going to say 72. I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. <laughs> okay, well, let's see why. <laughs> okay, on Friday afternoon, the menorah should be lit for at least 18 minutes before sundown, just prior to lighting the Shabbat candles. This is because we do not light any fire on Shabbat. Further, the menorah needs to burn for an additional 30 minutes into the night. Because of this, the candles used on Friday need to be bigger than the regular colored candles, which typically don't burn longer than a half hour. I knew it. I needed to know the size of candle, like how big are the candles. It makes sense. 48 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What is the name of the courageous Jewish woman who defied the Greeks and killed one of their generals? Yehudit, um, Deborah, Miriam, or Esther? Okay. So Do you know this? I think I have an inkling. Because on My Unorthodox Life on Netflix featuring Julie Hart... One of her daughter's names is Miriam. So it would make sense. So it's like a religious name. Yeah. So my answer is Miriam. I feel like it's going to be like one of those old names that like was modernized. So Deborah, I feel like is definitely like Deborah. Oh, You know what I mean? But it's like oldie. So I'm going to just like say Deborah. Okay. I'm going to see. Or Deborah. (gasps) Oh. Oh. Interesting. So it was Yehudit. Yeah, who did it? (laughs) (laughs) Who did it? You did it. 
She killed them, and she's like, "Yeah, who did it? Oh, who, yeah, who did what?" <laughs> Jewish women have always risen to the challenge in times of peril. Oh my God. Judaism is feminist. I love it. I love that. During our harsh slavery in Egypt, Jewish women maintained their belief in redemption. Deborah. Okay. That was my girl. Loved the Jewish people when they battled the biblical Canaanites and Queen Esther was integral to the salvation of the Jews in the time of Purim. Oh, no mention of Miriam. Burdened by the harsh Greek decrees, the Jewish people were once again strengthened by heroism of a great Jewish woman, Yehudith, um, the daughter of Yochanan, the high priest. Faced with the prospects of being defiled by a Greek soldier before her wedding, Yehudith fed the Greek general cheese and wine until he became intoxicated. She cut off his head, which was then hung on the walls of the city. The Greek army fled and the Jewish people gained hope that they would eventually win the day. To commemorate this event, many people have the custom to eat cheese dishes on Hanukkah. Oh, my God. She was a queen. I love her. She's like, I know I can't overpower him physically, so I'm going to intoxicate him. Oh, my God. I right. lo- What a queen. We love a feeder. <laughs> <laughs> Feederism. That was actually her kink, so it all worked out. Perfect. Number six, according to Jewish law, how many gifts must be given during the holiday of Hanukkah? Zero, one, eight, give until it hurts. What the fuck does that mean? That's actually kind of scary. Oh my God. You know what? I feel like that's something that the book would teach. Like, you give until it hurts. It's <laughs> something that the good book would teach. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Isn't it eight? Aren't there eight candles? Okay, well, this is what I feel like I remember my Jewish classmate saying in elementary school, that he did get presents, but it wasn't traditional of Hanukkah that people kind of did it because kids were like, oh, I want to be Christian because I get presents like the Christian kids. Um, So it's like kind of like an answer to that. But I don't think that it's like, like customary. I think that was like a modernly adapted. So I'm going to say zero. Well, I was thinking zero too, because I don't think it's. Because the question says must. How many must be given? I don't think you have to. Right. Oh, that's a good point. And law, like if we're going into law right. here, like I, I think that was a, adapted. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I remember him saying that. Okay, let's go with zero. <gasps> we are so smart. Oh my god. Oh my Thank god. you. Thank you, I, Daniel Weinstock. I've been studying my elementary school days. I've been studying my Torah. You've been studying the Torah? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone loves to receive gifts. Every parent will tell you that, oh my God, someone just popped up. Oh my God, rabbi? Oh my God, a rabbi is trying to chat with me. Oh my God, he <laughs> says, sh- Shalom, I'm rabbi. I'm Rabbi Kayak. Is there a question I can help you with today? I accept simple hellos as well as, oh my God, he says, don't be shy. Oh my God, hit on my rabbi. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is a dating site. <laughs> All right. Everyone loves to receive gifts. Every parent will tell you that it is a great joy to watch a, ch- watch a child's eyes light up as he, as he tears through wrapping, oh, I thought he was crying, as he tears <laughs> through wrapping paper to discover a toy that he's been waiting for ages. Okay, I know Yehudit, Yehudit, mm. she would not be pleased that they only talked about a he child. That's what I'm saying. Like She, she did not cut off that a man with yeah. cheese to have this type of language. Yes, I agree. (laughs) 
And this is like a modern day site. Like this is literally from Aish.com, like literally modern day Jew site. And they're still saying he. So I have an issue with that. Should I tell the rabbi that? I have an issue with this question, this answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll, the robot, the AI generated person <laughs> is going to have something to say. Gifts are great. It's just that they don't have any particular significance on Hanukkah. In fact, if no one gives or receives even one present on Hanukkah, they have not omitted anything central to the holiday. Hanukkah represents the triumph of eternal Jewish values, but ironically, the commercial influence of society has obscured some of the holiday's meanings. I mean, it's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So seven, the preferred arrangement of the menorah is where the candle... I'm sorry. What language am I speaking? Does that make sense? Let me reread that. Is that the Jewish language? (laughs) Hebrew? Oh, yeah. Is that Hebrew? Okay. The preferred arrangement of a menorah is where the candles... Okay. Maybe I just need to read the question or the answers. A, are all at the same height. B, are all in a straight line. C, are at least two centimeters apart. Or D, all of the above. Okay. I know from taking quizzes, when it has an all of the above option, that's the answer. That is... My tried and true, you know, when in doubt, I mean, the last six of them had not had that option. So this one's got to be it. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's oh. go D. And we were right. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at us. We're just good test takers. So the reason that the lights should stand in a straight line, be at the same height, separated by two centimeters, is so that unlockers can easily distinguish what night of Hanukkah it is. And also so that the lights should not appear like a torch, which is not valid. Therefore, one should not use a modern design menorah, which branches are in a staggered position of differing heights. Oh my god, T. I did not know that that was incorrect. Wow, it's good to know for a future when I'm okay. studying the Torah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you and the rabbi get together. Yeah, Rabbi Kayak. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay, number eight. Jews who assimilated into Greek culture were called... Wait, was this in one of the answers above? I think it was you talked about this. You said something about this. Uh, were they Greeks, Maccabees, Hasmoanes, or Hellenists? Jews who assimilated into Greek culture. Okay. Well, hell. Do Jews believe in hell? Hellenists? Like, when did you are going into a new culture, into Greek culture, you are, like, rebelling against Judaism, so, like, you're going to hell. So you're Hellenist. I, I don't think they believe in hell. I think it's Helen as in like Helen of Troy. So I, I think, I know it's not Maccabees because Maccabees were like the good, they were like the heroes. Um, okay. And that's, and you doubt, learned that from where? Your kindergarten studies? No, I learned it from this quiz. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to say Helen, Hellenists. Why? That's what I said. Well, I think it's for Helen of Troy. I don't think it's for hell. Who's Helen think- of Troy? I don't, some Greek woman, I think. Helen of Troy, New Hampshire? Like, what are you no. talking about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Helen of Troy, you know? Okay, well, I think my reasoning was better, so I'm going to say Helenus. And I was right. Look at me. I oh was right, God. too. Okay, so let's see why we're yeah. right. Let's see who was closer. Mm-hmm. The Greeks were different from other empires. They didn't want your land, your resources, or your riches. Okay, they're so they're not like Russia. They're not like Putin. Putin wants it all. <laughs> Putin. Mm-hmm. They wanted your mind. Ooh, that's scary. It's kind of hot. They wanted you to become <laughs> enamored with Greek art, beauty, and perfection of the of the physical. This was attractive to many Jews in urban centers who became Hellenists and took on Greek names and fashions. 
Okay, I kind of said that. This launched a war on two fronts. First, the Maccabees had to fight the invading Greek army, but the real foes of the loyal Jews were the Hellenists in their midst. Hmm. Okay, so it doesn't say anything about Helena Troy, but... It didn't say nothing about going to hell, but I think we were close enough. Yeah, we got it right in the end, and that's what matters. Honestly, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, better than I thought. Okay, All right. how many branches did the menorah in the Holy Temple have? A, okay. 6, B, 7, C, 8, D, 9. Well, there are four branches of government in America. <laughs> I think it's eight because Hanukkah's eight days. Well, I know, nights. but like, are they trying to trick you? Oh, yeah. Or is there like an extra one? Like, Wait, I show? thought there was there was nine little things on it. Aren't there like oh, eight? And then you put the ninth? There's a Yeah, the, the ninth is like an, an amalgamation of all the other eight, maybe? Something like that. It's eight okay. or nine. Okay, I'm going with nine. I'll go with is, eight. It's question nine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we were both wrong. It's seven. The menorah in the temple had seven branches, six outer lamps, which all faced the seventh center stem. The menorah's six outer branches represent the six realms of our secular knowledge. Uh, physics, philosophy, astronomy, medicine, music, and math. But the Torah is telling us that the society cannot rest on knowledge alone. Unless this information is focused and directed toward the center stem, symbolizing God, Torah, and spirituality, then this wisdom is for naught. Or worse, it is destructive. <gasps> Further, God commanded that the menorah be fashioned from a single brick of gold, because all wisdom works together in creating a holy and peaceful world. Okay, does God just think everybody can afford a golden menorah? Like, that shit, not cheap. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, like, is this... 14 carat or 24 carat? Like, what do you want, God? Oh, yeah. Let's look. My ring is 14 yeah, carat. Okay. So, like, just, like, times that by 100 and make a, melt it down and make a menorah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Number 10. I think we only have time for this one quiz today. So, I think yeah. it's enough. Like, I don't think we need to do another one after this. Right. I agree. <laughs> All right, number 10. What do the four Hebrew letters on the dreidel? Oh, wait. This doesn't make... I'm going to speak to the rabbi about these questions because these I, don't make sense. My other one, I was like, what language is this? This doesn't make sense. It's just like jumbled words. I feel like it's because it's like, it's supposed to be like, I don't know. The answer is supposed to finish the question. I don't know. Okay. Oh, I guess it does make sense. I guess I didn't read it right. Oh, what okay. do the so four... He yeah. But, like, the parentheses, I don't feel like are needed, but whatever. What do the four Hebrew letters on the dreidel, Nun, Gimel, Hey, and Shin, stand for? Eternal values will always triumph. Well, there's triumph again, trying to get back in there. A great miracle happened there. God saved us from our enemies. Try your luck and win the pot. That sounds like some leprechaun shit. C sounds like some God save the queen kind of shit. And we did talk a lot about miracles. Well, I feel like it's A, because didn't we talk about how... The whole like point of Hanukkah is that they they stuck to their values in the time of adversary ad adversary ad adverse <laughs> adversity adversity. <laughs> well, I'm going with B because I know we talked about miracles in the past. So, and I, you know, I will not be fooled twice by triumph. So, I'm going to be fooled twice by triumph. I'm going to hit A. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Fool me once, shame me. on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. I'm going to get that menorah lit tonight. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> All 
Um, all right. So I was right. B, a great miracle happened there. The letters Nun, Gimel, Hay, and Shin spell out the Hebrew words Nes, Gadol, Haya, and Sham. It's a sham. A great miracle <laughs> happened there. What is the significance of the dreidel? During the time of the Maccabees, the Maccabees are the good guys, as Megan says, mm-hmm. Jews were in prison for the crime of studying Torah. While in jail, these Jews would gather together to play dreidel. Under the guise of idling away their time, they'd engage in Torah discussions and thus defy the enemies of Judaism. Until today, the game of dreidel reminds us of our eternal defiance of anyone who tries to stand between the, between a Jew and the Torah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's like, I love it's like they created the dreidel to basically like talk in code. Like that's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so like cool. different. Like it's just so unique. <laughs> <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> All right, is this the final question? This is the final question. Oh my so, god, this is like literally it. It's been like such a journey. <laughs> um, who is allowed to say a blessing on the lights of Hanukkah? A, one who does the lighting himself, mm, or oh. Yehudit. B, one who does not light but has someone else light on his behalf. C, oh. one who merely sees the Hanukkah lights. Or D, all of the above. <gasps> Oh, is this a trick question? They got us last time with that all over the above. I'm going to say one who merely sees the Hanukkah lights. Like, I feel like anybody can say a blessing. Yeah, because it, it's like you're supposed to, like, have it out front so people can see it. So if, you know, a fellow Jew is walking by, they're, you know. Right. Yeah, I think all of the above, that helped us last time. So let's do it. Oh, my God. Was it right? Yeah. Well, I didn't answer yet, but I was going to say C, so I'll say C. Okay, so D. All of the, sorry, I got a text. All oh, of the I got above. A, I got a notification at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. <laughs> One of the major themes of Hanukkah is the concept of publicizing the miracle. Ideally, again, the miracles, mm-hmm. miracles. Do you believe in miracles? Um, oh, I thought I would say magic. Oh <laughs> no, I was, I was singing the um, the insane insane clown posse. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Ideally, we light the menorah just outside the front door, or at least in a window facing the street. If anyone does not, if someone did not light his menorah, he should still say the blessing on the miracles that were done for our ancestors upon seeing the candles burning in someone else's window. This gives each and every Jew the opportunity to connect with the spark of Jewish identity that he has inside. Oh my God. Crazy. Okay. So, like, my other issue with this site is that it doesn't give us an overall score. Yeah. So but let's go. I'm going to go through quick and see how many I got right. Yeah, me too. Okay. So oh, yeah, because that's wrong. All right. So I got five out of 11 right. <gasps> I got six. I'm Jewish. <laughs> what's six? What's, what, what's my score? Wait, six, what's six out of 11? That's a 54. I got a 45. <laughs> I think that's passing. All right. Um, did you guys learn anything like we did? <laughs> yeah, we learned a lot. But we thank you guys for listening to another episode of Crime on Tap. Hopefully you learned a little bit about Hanukkah. You know we did. Be sure to follow us at Crime on Tap Pod on Instagram. DM us what you're loving, what you're hating. And listen to us on Spotify, Apple, the other ones. Please go to manscaped.com and use our promo code COP20 for 20% off and free shipping. Tell your family, friends, foes, hoes, and bros. And we'll see you guys next time. Where Where crime crime is always always on tap. (laughs) 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 Use code COP20. COP20.